Hi there, folks. Welcome back to the Mel Wright Show. Um, it's episode 110. We've got Andrew back. Um, he's a friend of the show. I'm not going to try and pronounce his second name. We're going to let him do that because I totally and utterly have butchered it twice in a row. But he's still a friend. Friend. He's my Facebook advisor of choice. He advises Mel Wright about, about Facebook. So, Andrew, introduce yourself. Uh, so I'm Andrew Foliato. Uh, you can just pretend there's no G in there and you'll get it right. If, uh, only, I, I could, if only I could do that, Andrew. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> one day you'll get it right. Yeah, one day. <laughs> uh, so I was a former agent. So I was an agent for a couple of years, just north a uh, little town called, just north of Toronto called Aurora. And then I ended up training for one of the big brands. And when I was doing that, everyone kept asking just to hire me to do it for them. So I ended up launching a digital marketing agency called Just Sell Homes, where we do digital marketing for agents. Like I say, Andrew has been advising me for almost two years now. I can't believe where the time's <laughs> gone. Um, but um, he's been a great advisor and he's, and he's just a great guy in general, folks. So if you're looking for that custom Facebook solution, um, I couldn't praise Andrew more. So, Andrew, what would you like to cover in this episode? I know um, we had a quick pre-talk earlier on um last week um and there are some movements in facebook what would you like to initially cover andrew a big one is that because i used to talk about that i didn't use facebook lead ads too much um, and they've gotten a lot better so like when they first launched we ran a lot of tests with them and we were finding that there's a lot of extra work you needed third-party software and the results weren't any better um but now especially with listings we're getting amazing results with Facebook lead ads. Like we're running a lead ad and we'll get anywhere from 75 cents a lead to, you know, at the higher end, maybe $5 a lead. So you can get quite a few leads for a pretty cheap budget. So it's been, it's been working really well on listings. Um, obviously we've got a very, you know, it's real estate agents, small brokerages, people interested, interested in the real estate industry. So can you go into some of the fundamentals of what these adverts are? What, why are they different to the traditional uh, Facebook um, advertisement? So what makes a lead ad different is that it actually eliminates the need for a landing page, which works really well because a lot of people, their websites aren't great as a landing page. They don't convert well. This eliminates that by what it does is when you click on an ad on Facebook, instead of going straight to the site, it just pops up a form on Facebook pre-filled in with the contact information that you gave Facebook. And so you don't have to even type in your name, email, or phone number. It's already there. You just hit submit and then you go straight through to the page that you want to go to anyways. So it's kind of like a forced registration on a site, but it's just done at the Facebook level and it's pre-filled in. So it speeds it up and it works really well. And what do you think, because you said it wasn't working that well initially and now it's working a lot better. What, what did Facebook do to improve that situation? Uh, they've done a few, like I think slight change in just like how it looks to the consumer. People are a little more comfortable doing it now because I think it's just part of the time. Maybe they weren't comfortable doing it either. Um, also now you can add what's called a context card which would almost be like a mini landing page before it fills in their information. So when they click on it, you can give them a little bit more information before they fill it in. So it's almost like a half landing page within Facebook too. Um, but it just, 
I think a part of it is just consumer behaviors change. And then maybe they've figured out, you know, they've gotten better at who to serve the ad to and who's likely to opt in on it. Um, So it's hard to know exactly what they did behind the scenes, but I mean, our initial tests, they didn't perform any better than anything else we were doing. And there were a lot of extra work. So we just, it wasn't worth it, but now it's, it's been great. And would you say, um, I'm only surmising this and you're the expert, is it also a lot more mobile friendly, this this setup basically? It's only a lot more mobile friendly if your landing page sucked before. Um, I mean, if you have a good landing page, it's going to be very mobile friendly anyways. So it really just depends. It's a, it's a much more foolproof way to become mobile friendly. I'll say it that way. Yeah, the only reason I'm saying that, Andrew, is, you know, on a, a de- on a device, a small screen, you know, it's pre-populating the fields for you. There's less typing you're going to have to yeah. do. Uh, I just felt that reducing the typing might be uh, something that if somebody's using a mobile device, it makes it easier for them to utilize it, basically. Depends on the browser they're using on their device too. Like I know if like I have a Google Chrome and it pre-fills in a lot of the information. Like if I type in capital A, it pre-fills in my name and I just click on my name and it goes in. So it's not like necessarily a huge time savings, um, but there's definitely a little bit, which is always good. Radio. Um, so I know it's also, we discussed this, um, a well-known marketing company in the real estate industry, Curator, they were utilizing it. I mentioned it to you one of the adverts that was shown in my facebook feed but when you clicked it it took you to a landing page when you click the button um then it went back to facebook um you can utilize it like that as well can't you yeah so that's it's not a lead ad it's just it requires a little bit more custom programming um i have never looked into like specifically the tech that curators using to do that i assume they just have like a programmer on staff who set it up that way with the facebook api um but it would require a little bit extra setup than a lead ad and a lead ad it's like more of a direct flow so like you click on the ad the form pops up then you go to the page whereas i think the way they have it set up is you go to their page click on it it brings you back to facebook to opt in and then you go back to the page just a little bit more back and forth um so yeah, that's how I see it. I don't know if they get better results than with a lead ad. I'm sure that knowing them, they've tested that. I would have um, thought so, but it's, yeah. it's it's interesting in a way, isn't it? Because, yeah. um, But like you say, I'd be amazed if they haven't tested it quite yeah. extensively. So you've got that. Are there any other new things that are coming up in the Facebook world, Andrew? Uh, chatbots are getting big. Um, so there's some cool things you can do there. Actually, I was just talking to a marketer and I'm going to be testing it soon too. There's a woman actually in Toronto as well named Amanda Robinson. And she was doing an ad for a client and we're going to test with a few of ours where it has a video. And then in the video it says, if you want to get like the full listing sheet of this property, just type the address in the comment section. And when you type the address in the comment section, it automatically opens up a chat and sends them a message with you know information about the property. Um, so she, I saw her do that on one and had over 200 comments, 60,000 views, like a hundred shares. Like it ended up doing really well, but it's because it's forcing people to comment on it. And when they comment on it, it shows up in other people's feed as well. So it look at an initial test, like it has potential, um, from that specific use case, we're going to definitely test it out a lot more, um, and see how it compares to lead ads. Cause we're getting leads so cheaply with lead ads. Um, I'm not sure that it'll outperform, but 
to us, it's at least worth testing because you never know. And that's one thing that's great when we're working with as many clients as we are, is we can take something like the chat bot and we can figure out in a week if it's working. Whereas, you know, maybe another agent at a comparable scale, it might take them two, three, four, five months. So we can figure out pretty quick once we launch it for a few different clients. Yes. Um, they do seem to be the biggest two areas, the chat box and the lead, the lead pages kind of, um, but on the, but on the back to the lead lead capture side of it, um, is that you do need a, a, well, it's recommended that you have a third party bit of software because am I correct? If somebody does sign up, um, the only way you can export that data is through a, a, a CV file. So if you want it, like it to be connected, like if you've got a customer management system, you need a third-party system that can communicate with that. Is that correct? Yeah. So what happens right now, if I opted in on a lead ad and you didn't have any third-party, you have to manually, as the page owner, go into the back end of your page, into the settings, download it all, and it doesn't even notify you when you get a new lead. So you just have to go and check from time to time to see if people have opted in, which is a pain. Uh, it's a lot of time spent to do that and you're going to kill your speed for response. So what you can do is like, I use a tool called leads bridge and it works really well, integrates with a ton, a lot of real estate CRMs, or it just emails you the lead, but you just set it up through there. It only takes an extra, you know, five, six minutes per campaign to set up. And, and it actually builds a form for you in there as well, like the lead ad form and it connects it and emails it to you right away. So it becomes that instantaneous lead delivery. Yeah, I want to say to folks, there's um, there's a few of these programs. Um, Kim came on the show, and she's the CEO of Sync2 CRM, mm-hmm. and they do a similar program, folks. But um, the one that Andrew mentions is also one of the leaders in this um, and a great company. But also look at um, Sync2 CRM. I thought I'd just give Kim a plug, but she seems a, a nice lady. And has been quite generous to the show over time. Um, so I'm, I'm a little bit concerned. It's always a bit of a concern, Andrew, when I get a real expert like you on the show, that we're not... Um, and there's a little bit of noise in the background, folks, and um, it's just that um, uh, Andrew recently became a father and... Um, She's got a lot of strong, young, young. She, uh, yeah, she's learning her lungs right now. Yes. Uh, um, I'm always a little bit concerned that, you know, we've got to give value to the listeners, but also we might be very rapidly losing them. Um, how do you deal with that when um, you're talking to a new possible client, Andrew? In what sense? Sorry, just with the baby. I think I missed yeah. the first part of the question. No, there's no problem. Um, how do you deal... How do you deal with the problem that you obviously you, you know Facebook backwards and but you're talking to a new client and you've got to explain um how hiring you and hiring you know utilizing Facebook is gonna really help the client. How do you explain that in a way that the client can really understand? Uh one of our easiest ways is just comparing it to print. Um right. like we have we talk to clients who you know, we for instance we had one client, they're spending ten thousand a month on print and like they were getting results from it. Like if you spend that much consistently, you're gonna get results. And I was basically telling them, you know, give me ten percent of that budget for a month and I'll get you more leads than print has all year. And 
So they tested it and sure enough, we did. So it was just proving it to them that it works. Um, and we'll do that often. Like, you know, sometimes we'll do like a trial run with clients and we'll just show them the results we can get, or we'll show them results from another client. We'll give them a little case study. Um, but a lot of the time people realize that it's coming. Like they, most agents now seem to know that they need a digital strategy in their business. If they're going to be around, like you get a lot of older agents, you know, you know, they have five years left in the business. They're all referral. Now they're not going to put a ton of work into Facebook, things like that. But over the long run, um, if you want to be around for a while, you're going to have to start getting a digital strategy together. Most of them seem to realize that. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Well, that's what mail writes about, basically. It's taken me a lot longer to... I feel getting somewhere now, but it's taken a lot longer. By the time I get there, we're probably the real estate industry will be um, finished. No. Probably, no, I'm only kidding. Uh, um, well, that's... So we're on to that. Um, what do you, it's always a fascinating conversation. What do you call a lead though? How, you know, what somebody else thinks is a lead cannot be what you think is a lead. How do you classify a lead? And usually, usually it's just name, email, and phone number. So if someone who's either interested in a property or in downloading something, but something real estate related, and they're willing to give you their name, email, and phone number for it. So you don't, you're not saying to them that this person is definitely going to want to sell their house or buy a house tomorrow. No, and generally with Facebook ads, you're not getting as often the people who are like, let's go tomorrow. Um, and that's the big difference with Google ads. So Google ads, people have intent. Like they go on, they search, you know, homes for sale in Detroit. And they will look specifically for homes for sale in Detroit. Facebook, they're not looking for that. You're interrupting what they're doing. You generally get people a little bit earlier in the conversation. But the advantage of that is you're also not then in competition with other agents. Like if you go to Google, they might open up the top four results and contact all four of them. Now you're competing more. Uh, Facebook, you're the first one in. And if you do your job right, you'll probably be the only one. That's great. I think uh, we're going to go for our break, folks. We'll be coming back. We'll be talking to Andrew some more about all things Facebook. I think you're going to get great value from this conversation, folks. Be back in a minute. Do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? Then you need MailRite. It is a powerful but easy-to-use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no-question-asked 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail-right.com. We're coming back. We're talking to Andrew, friend of the show. I consider him a personal friend. Hopefully, he considers me as a friend. Of course. <laughs> I think it's been a got, couple of years. Yeah, you got to know me. You yeah. know, I, yeah, um, I try and keep my word, don't I, Andrew? And, yeah. uh, and I respect your time as well, don't I? Definitely. Uh, um, I'm not one of these that I try not to waffle on too much, don't I, Andrew? I try and keep yeah. to the point, don't I? Yeah, we normally keep it pretty in point, so it's good. Yeah. Because... Um, um, that's the one thing um, that you can't, um, I'm looking for the right word, um, and I think the, you, the real estate agent, are in the same boat. It's the one thing that you can't boost, that's your actual time. <laughs> there's, no, there's only so many hours in a day, isn't there? Um, so what do you see a lot of agents 
a lot of agents try Facebook, spend a bit of money, get absolutely no results and say it's the curse of the devil and they're never going to try it again. What do you see some of the fundamental mistakes that a lot of agents are making, Andrew? There's generally two main mistakes and often they're combined. Um, the first mistake is they just send it to the homepage of their website. So they'll run an ad. It just goes to the homepage of their site, but then there's no incentive to opt in whatever the offer they were clicking on about. It's not there on the homepage. So normally you have to run an ad and each specific ad should have its own page related to that ad that it goes to directly. So that's normally mistake one that a lot of people make. And then the other is they'll just put like a post on their page and then click boost and just say, okay, boost this to my town with no more real thought than that. And the problem there is it doesn't really become relevant at that point. And then boosting, you lose a lot of the potential. So if my goal is to send them to a website, for example, if I hit boost post, Facebook doesn't optimize it for people going to your website. They optimize it for engagement. So people liking, commenting, and sharing it. So by doing that, you've lost Facebook's ability to bring them to your page. Or if you go to your, through the ads manager, Facebook will optimize it for people who actually want to click and go to your website. So then you're more likely to go to your website then. Yeah, but you can understand it because there's a lot of moving parts here. You know, I've been involved in WordPress and web development design, but it took me, hopefully you can see I've progressed quite a lot from a very low ebb um, utilizing Facebook over the past 18 months, haven't I, Andrew? But there's a lot of things going on here. You know, you really do need, decent landing pages and there are programs like lead pages and similar um products that you can use to make make uh, a decent landing page you know there's and also the solutions in the wordpress world that can help you do that but then the actual copy of the advert you know um i think one of the things i'll be interested to see if you agree is one of the things i've learned through this process and i think a lot of people have to learn the hard way and hopefully listening to this show it give them some insight is they think that there's going to be one kind of big um thing if they get it right it will make all their adverts successful where the truth is it's a it's a, you know some adverts just don't work and and then other ones can be made into real performers by just small changes and i think that's something a lot of people don't understand would you agree with that yeah, sometimes the smallest changes and like it's just about knowing what the different metrics mean. Like if you look at an ad and you can see that it's performing relatively well, but it's not quite getting the results, little tweaks can change it. Um, I mean, if it's, you know, a zero or like a one relevant score, high cost per click, maybe you do want to change the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but it's just about knowing what the different metrics on Facebook or whatever program you're using mean and leveraging that. So yeah that's great so um the other area i want to discuss with you is the whole area of retargeting um and using facebook um basically um, it's called a custom audience folks you can import uh, a list into facebook and and then you can also show that to what facebook calls a lookalike audience have you been trying out retargeting to an extent and what's your thoughts about it andrew quite a oh sorry no you're you're alive yeah okay so i use retargeting quite a bit for clients who have the traffic and budget um because what you'll also get is a lot of people do retargeting but they don't quite have enough traffic to really make it worth it 
Um, but we use retargeting a few different ways. Uh, the most common one is anyone who's viewed our content, we then will go over the next stuff. So in the sense of you've looked at our website, you've engaged with our Facebook page, you've said so means you've given a little bit of interest into real estate. Now we're going to retarget you with an offer to download a guide or something like that. That's a little bit more specific. So like how to prepare your home for sale as the example. Like if you're going to interact with our content a little bit <clears throat> and then go to that next step of downloading the guide, you're a little bit more serious. So we find when we can get a big enough retargeting audience and then give them an offer like that, we can bring ad costs down quite a bit. But first you have to actually get that going. Like you have to build up the audience and, you know, I would say spend a month or two building that and then go from there. Yeah, and also what's occurred to me, folks, is I never mentioned about my co-host, Thomas, and why he's not here. He's um, a totally escaped me. He's going ha- to be angry with me again, folks, but no, he's fine. Um, he's traveling again, folks. He's um, In August, he, um, he decided to go to uh, the Buffini Love Fest, and now he's gone to some other conference, and so he left me on my own with um, Andrew, but I thought... Andrew's always been quite friendly to me, so I thought we could handle this. Um, I apologise, my audience, for not telling you that beforehand. Um, I think we jumped the gun again because you know. Um, can you can you give a broad, just a few seconds about what retargeting is and why, in general, it's a good idea, Andrew? So basically, all retargeting is is targeting someone with an ad who's either already been to your website or engaged with your content. So they've essentially been in your ecosystem to a degree and now you're just bringing them to the next level uh, with something more tailored to them. Um, The easiest example is for people outside of real estate or in real estate who haven't used before would be like if you're gone shopping on Amazon, you've left Amazon, gone back to Facebook and seen an ad for that product you were just looking at. That's not a coincidence. That's a retargeting ad. And you can do the same thing on Facebook by doing something like someone looks at a listing they go back to Facebook and they could see an ad for that exact listing. Yeah, and just to kind of um, emphasize this, folks, it's a it's well-known fact that almost 80% of people that visit your website will never come back again. So having some um, retargeting campaign that gets some of that traffic to go back again can be enormously beneficial. But these are only very generalistic um, facts um obviously different um, websites different scenarios these figures might not apply but that's the general um percentages that are kind of knocked around the online marketing world and why retargeted and also it can be um so what i'm talking about is importing a list uh into the system and then having a retargeting campaign and hopefully depending on the strength of that list, how well known they know the agent, the people on that list, it's a, it's a slightly different way than what you've been using it in a way, isn't it, Andrew? Yeah, to a degree. Um, We always, but that's part of just like the experience of doing it often as we know more about how it works. But it's definitely, um, they're, one of the one of the things that's annoyed me though like on the um on the well they no longer call it am i correct in saying they no longer call it the business page do they and also they have introduced some things on the um that you can't really precisely remove 
from the page. They've done that recently. Am I correct about that, Andrew? Uh, what things have they not allowed you to remove from the page? Oh, God. Um, like, I think one you could remove, which they put there, is the library for photos, wasn't there? And um, I think the vid, late, if you put a video up, the latest video, that doesn't seem to be removable. I'm not sure. Or am I not correct? You're the expert, Andrew. I'll be honest, we don't do a lot of organic stuff on Facebook pages Damn. anymore because the value in an organic <laughs> post just isn't the same. Um, yeah. So we, from organic, we actually prefer to go with groups. So we do a lot of work yeah. in Facebook groups because there's some great stuff there. Um, for posting on a Facebook page, it's just so that we can advertise it. So well, I, think you, I think you, you just mentioned a really good topic, um, groups. Can you go into what groups are, Andrew, and why you, you, know, you made a very strong statement there, why you think they're so effective? So we've now partly with our business, we use them to obviously network with real estate agents, but it's just joining these groups on Facebook and each of them have a specific topic. So you could find, you know, there's a million of them in real estate um, and it's just about finding the right one that kind of fits or right ones. Like there's multiple ones at local levels. You'll see them all the time too. So like we'll get our clients to join them. Like every community seems to have like local buy and sell groups. Uh, there's local mom groups. There's just general community groups. Uh, if there's like an important issue, like for instance, in our town, there was a golf course that was bought by a developer and they were going to turn it into more homes. And then the people tried to like create a community group to protest that, but that's a great group for agents to join and get involved in. Um, so there's a lot of different, just local groups you can join and get in conversations. And what makes them often better than a page is when someone joins it, one, you get a lot more back and forth. That's a little bit more natural. And people actually get notified when there's a post in a group. So instead of just hoping it shows up in a newsfeed, they're getting a notification on their Facebook that you posted. It's so powerful, isn't it? But and just a word of warning, and um, you got you got to treat this as a conversation, folks. Obviously, yes, you're a real estate agent, and yes, you need to get leads, but just don't go in there. It's it's a bit like going to a local business meeting, you know. Just don't go there and push a card in front of somebody you've got to get to know those people and you've got to get to know the conversations and they they will know that you're a real estate agent and most of them will understand but if you can also provide value you know help people with their questions and be helpful and then gradually maybe introduce some properties that you've got for sale or promote yourself a little bit but you've got to you've got to provide some value haven't you would you agree with that andrew yeah, like personally, I would never even post a listing unless yeah. there's like a specific time someone was asking for it. Um, I would just go in, provide as much value as I can. And then I would like, I definitely make comments about me as a real estate agent, for example. Like a lot of these groups, people ask for like dinner recommendations and things like that, or school recommendations or like reviews on like a new school. What you do is you then you frame it as, hey, I just had a client who bought a home here. They're looking for, you know, to know about, you know, the specific teacher that their kid's ending up with next year. Does anyone have feedback on what the teacher's like? And you can put that in the group and you start, you know, one, you get provide value for your client by getting them the feedback that they want. And then two, everyone sees that you're a real estate agent. Yeah. Um, what about video, Andrew? Obviously, there was a big who are when Facebook really 
got into video in a big way and also live streaming um that that might be video in general and specifically live streaming how do you see that as being an effective tool for real estate agents live streaming can work really well uh it partially depends on your audience though i mean if because most people are going to do live streaming from their personal not their business page most of the time um but your business your personal has to have the right audience i mean it's just all you know friends from high school who aren't gonna buy then there's not as much value especially if they're not local anymore um now if you have a lot of local people on it or a lot of other agents who might send referrals there's a lot of value there but it really just depends on who your audience is and then how much you know value and or entertainment you're providing with your video um, i know a couple of agents that use the mail right system andrew what they've done is they've um you utilize their uh, mobile phone and a cheap um, rec- there's some really good recording software you can put on the iPhone, iPhone and Android. And with some reasonably inexpensive mics, what they've done is gone and interview like um, people in education or people in um, in the local community um, that they've interviewed those on the live feed and then they've boosted those and they've got a good audience because it's adding... Um, information and value to their target audience i've known a few that done that and that's something you should look at um folks is doing a live feed where like maybe you're talking to the superintendent of a of a school in an area about what the school offers um what um special events are coming up you know it could be just 20 minutes and then um you can tag that up with the school name and then you could boost the video and you probably get a good audience. What do you think about that, Andrew? I actually recommend doing that for a lot of my clients to tell them to do things like that. Um, sometimes what we do those, we don't do them live. Um, that's just because it makes some people more comfortable, <laughs> like the business owners a little bit more comfortable not to be live to know that you can edit out any mistakes and things like that. Um, cause especially cause you know, you're trying to promote your business at the same time. You don't want to make anyone look bad. So it does help if you don't always do those live. Um, but I kind of tell people you gauge it based on who you're talking to. Some people yeah. are very happy to jump live. They don't care if you make mistakes. Other people's are so nervous. It's better to have three or four takes in there. I think that's a great point, Andrew. Thank you for that. Um, obviously, I do a lot of um, utilize um, live media myself to promote my two businesses. So hopefully I'll become reasonably competent. And you're pretty smooth also dealing with it. But we can forget that other people find it quite intimidating, don't they? Yeah, a lot of people get really nervous. They freeze up. So it's better just to give them the option. And you can always do both, right? Like you can start live. And if you find it's not working, they just switch over to recorded. It's not a big deal. Now, um, we're going to ramp the show up, Andrew. But is there any areas? We've covered a lot of territory in about half hour, haven't we? Yeah. Uh, we've darted around. Is there anything that you think we haven't covered that you would like to, that we should? Um. Little trick that I've actually recently been doing a lot with my Facebook ads, which a lot of people should consider doing because it's relatively easy, is if you're using an image in your ad, put it up into a tool like Canva, which is basically like simple graphic design, and up the contrast on it 20 to 30%, and you'll, it'll help stand out. Like if you could look at like the picture of an image, like a house with the contrast put up 20 to 30%, the house looks the same. It just looks a little bit sharper, a little bit clearer. It's a nicer photo. 
uh, just how it stands out in the newsfeed more and you find that it does help performance of your Facebook ads. I mean, it's not going to take a bad ad to all of a sudden be a great ad, but a good ad, it might make a great ad. And that, that's a good thing. Did I get rid of the, was it the 20 or 25% tax rule? Twenty percent. So 20% tax rule is technically gone. Um, it's still worth following because yeah. how they charge you for your ads and the reach you're getting is essentially still dependent on the text. Um, so I would still use it as a guideline for me. I try to go with zero text or as little as possible. Um, but we will put text in the odd ad. Yeah, that, that's a good point. What the dumb folks is that they, they got rid of this arbitrary rule, but if you go berserk and put all text over it, what well, it's more subsidious really, because basically they don't ban it, but they, they hardly show it to anybody. Yeah. So sure. it, so in some ways it's worse because in the old system they just they just um, declined to show the advert and then you would have to reduce it. But now it will go through, but it just won't be shown to a lot of people. So I don't know if the new system's any better or worse than the old system in the way. Yeah. So that's debatable. Well, Thanks. there are times now yeah. where so sometimes now it makes sense to put a lot of text on. So like I've run the odd ad where I've essentially paid the penalty for having a lot of text, but they converted at a high rate because of what I put in the text. So like, as an example, like I ran a beginner webinar for real estate agents on how to do Facebook ads. So the entire image was Facebook ads for or real estate, Facebook ads for beginners, the webinar. And that was the entire image. So I paid a heavy penalty by Facebook to play that, but it converted at such a high rate because it was so in your face about what it was and what they exactly wanted that it worked. Um, but you just have to kind of play around a bit and see if there are situations where it's going to make sense for you. Yeah, that's well put. Thanks, Andrew. So, Andrew, how can people get hold of you and learn more all about what you're doing with Facebook, Andrew? Quickest way is go to justsellhomes.com. All my contact info's on there. Um, there's also a link to join our Facebook group where we talk about digital marketing for real estate. Uh, so we just, you know, have those conversations all the time. You can ask me questions in the group. We'll answer them. We'll go live and critique people's ads all the time. Uh, so feel free to join that group or just email me, Andrew at JustSellHomes.com. And um, there'll be a full set of show notes um, with links. Actually, because of the quality of the conversation, I've, I will probably get the whole conversation transcribed and then put all the links in for you folks. And you find that on the MailRite site, and you go to the top navigation, it'll be under podcasts. We're getting more people. View. Also, we have a YouTube channel where you can watch all the latest videos, um, getting a lot more people coming to the YouTube channel and watching those. Those figures are going up nicely. And you'll be able to hear this on YouTube, on iTunes, folks. Um, we're getting a bigger audience every month. Um, for that as well thank you so much Andrew for coming on the show it's been a pleasure talking to you some more and thank you for your support and guidance over the past couple of years it's, it's been extremely um, welcome and appreciated Andrew um, I would say to you the listeners if you want to support the show um, the best way is to give us a review on iTunes um, you do have, you just go to where the show you do a search for the mail right show and then you can leave a review give us five stars and a quick 
um, review of um, how you found the show interesting or not. Um, and that would really, really help folks. We'll be back next week. Thomas will be back. Um, school knew my inability to introduce him at the beginning of this show, probably. And, but he will be rested, probably. So, um, and we've got some great guests in September. So we'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>